Hello, fellow Wrestling Amino users. Users? Is that the right word? We're going to go with it. It's your boy, Randy Hart here, and we're doing a podcast. Um, a little backstory here. Kind of backstory. I got the idea to do a podcast, I say, almost a year ago, before I even left the app. Um, it was just something I always kind of had the idea to do. I never really went through with it though and I saw Devin did his and then others started doing theirs like Isaiah and I figured you know let's bandwagon because that's fun and so I hopped on the trend and now we have a podcast so welcome as of right now I have a name for it we'll think of that as time goes on or maybe I'll just let everyone name every episode who knows maybe make that fan thing we'll figure out as we go along we're all, we're all doing this together. We're in this together. Um, <clears throat> I might be nervous. I'm usually not nervous because of these kind of things, but who knows. And I have um, Coke. Not cocaine. A can of Coke here. Uh, just so I don't have to get up if I ever get thirsty or anything like that. Simple. Hydration. It's key. Make sure you guys keep that up. Mm. But, first podcast, we'll be talking about... I love wrestling amino related things. Um, we'll talk about cards, we're predicting shows, we're talking about upcoming stars, current stars, all kind of things. Whatever I can think of, any ideas that you guys might have, you know, so let me know. Uh, we might incorporate that into your podcast. Um, and, well, for the first episode, we have a few things going. Um, a few things planned. So, first off, we're going to be predicting. The BOTB Pillman Invitational 2 card. We're going to do every single match on the card. They actually recently released it today. Um, so we're going to take every match on there. And you guys should definitely check out when it comes out. I expect it to be great things. I know it's going to be great because Tyson was on it and everything that I'm on is fantastic. Obviously. Okay. Um, and then after that, we'll be talking about. My five current wrestling amino customs. Um, obviously, I won't be claiming like my own customs because that's kind of at least the purpose of it. But it'll be other promoters' customs and how I feel about them and why they're my top five. And then we're also going to be talking about my current favorite league, IWS. Yes. And then we'll finish it off there. So let's get into it. Starting off with the BOTB card, which I'm just gonna pull it up here real quick. Second, just gonna pull the card up. Here we go. All right, so this is promotional too. They had the first one back in 2016, and it was great. It really, I think that's really kind of where they kind of started to stand more apart where they started to become their own entity and they st- stood away from other other big leagues like AWN and places like that um but that's be great and just a quick rundown of how things will be first round matches there'll be a 20 minute time limit um and then second round matches will be a 25 minute time limit and then the finals will not have a time limit so I think that's should be really interesting it really makes sure that every match should be different in some ways. Um, so I think that's a really key component there. 
to night one. Let's kick things off with Tyson Oliver versus Daniel Bennett. Um, in case you haven't been keeping up with things, with what me and Dan have been doing, um, there is a current feud going on between Tyson Oliver and Daniel Bennett that me and Dan have built up over the past few months. Um, it all revolves around how they they used to be best friends. Uh, they they kind of came up in the business together. They trained together, and they they were like brothers. That's what it was. And now you have these two men who are arguably at the top of the game, going at it. And and the thing is, and the reason that they're feuding is because um, Bennett attacked Tyson Oliver's girlfriend, Amia Everly, and even uh, gave her last breath through a coffee table, which is pretty brutal. Um, she's currently in a coma, been in a coma for months now, and he's been, and then Ben has been antagonizing Oliver ever since, while Oliver has been doing everything in his power to get his hands on him, and of course that has not yet happened, but now it will be. At BOTB and Pillman Invitational 2. And also GWO. We're not, we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> um, but. Um, I do know for a fact that Dan will be elaborating more on why Bennett has. Has signaled out Oliver. And done what he's done in his promo first match. I know that for a fact. I'm not going to tell you what he's going to say. I'm not going to tell you how he's going to say it. I just want you to know that he will be doing it. Which also gives you a reason to go and read it. So, ha, promoting my best friend. That's friendship. But yes, okay, so, just go run down how BOTB have put it. Two former best friends turned bitter rivals, facing off for the first time ever in both of their BOTB debuts. Now they're expected their path to lead to this point, but this has been the cards drawn, and within a 20-minute time limit, they'll have to get out all of their pent-up anger and hatred in an attempt to move on. The self-proclaimed Jesus Christ of Wrestling takes on the former AIM World Heavyweight Champion and current GWO Openweight Champion, the Anarchist, Dan Bennett, for the first time ever. It doesn't get much bigger than this. It is very intense. Um, this could be a little biased, but I do think this is going to be the most intense and emotional match on the card, um, considering the fact of how personal the match is. It is the first time they've ever faced off. So I think it should really be something special. Um, of course, they're best friends, so they're not a lot of each other. And <laughs> I'm gonna predict it. And a quick prediction, because we all know it's gonna be who I'm gonna predict: Tyson Oliver. Um, don't get me wrong, Dan is great. He's at the top of his game, and he's one of the best. But confidence is key. And if you don't have confidence, you're not going to make it anywhere at anything. So. I wholeheartedly believe Tyson Oliver, a.k.a. Randy Hart, is going to defeat Daniel Bennett, a.k.a. Danny Boy, in the first round to move on. So, should be great. But moving on, Cal Sycamore versus Nick Briscoe. This is actually one I'm actually really looking forward to, um, because they did face off in uh, the first round in the last one. With Sigmore winning, of course, Sigmore went on to win the entire tournament. Uh, okay, so... That was actually... When I first started thinking about it, I thought it would be like a bit more tough to predict. But like now as I actually really think about it, it's not that hard. 
Um, Peggy is great. Fantastic. Kyle Sigamore is fantastic. Um, but Nick has pretty much gotten better as time went on. And I, I really do think it would be really interesting to see Nick Briscoe Avengers lost from the last Pillman Invitational. And it is a tough one, but I, I actually think I'm going to go with Nick Briscoe. And I think this should be a great match. I think Nick Briscoe is going to avenge his loss against Kyle Moore from the last move of the Invitational and move on to the next round. And there's really not much to it. I really think that's is really what's going to happen. So, yeah. After that, Pillman Invitational, quarterfinals, Ibrahim Salam. I just completely butchered his name. Versus Juice Matheson. Um, tournament time limits. Let's see. Now, it's pretty tough, actually. Canvas, when he really tries hard enough, he can do some great things with promos. Really go all out. Especially with the Salam character. But then you have Juicy, who is really new to the Amino scene. And he's taking the world by storm. And he's really built himself up. And he's got this nice following going. And I really think that he's going to be able to pull through here. Here's what I'm thinking. The only way I can see Juicy losing here is if he has this, how to put it, he has this lack of confidence where he, he gets too nervous and he just messes up in his promo. And that is very much possible because I don't think he's really been on this big of a stage yet. To, which, again, big of a stage. It's just a mean guys. But, I mean, because he was in Starbound Kingdom and he was in NGWI, but that's really as big as it's gotten. And even then, that's not very big. And, and BOTB is seen as the best league ever, really, by the majority of the community, myself included, and that could get to him, but I'm going to have faith in him, I'm going to say he is going to beat him in the quarterfinals here, if he doesn't, then my faith is misplaced, and I hope he bounces back. But I'm that's who I'm predicting, Juice Madison. Next up, we have the current reigning BOTB light heavyweight champion, Will Edgespray, taking on the returning Star Andrews. This one I think is probably the toughest out of all the first round matches for me to predict. Because of the fact that we know what Edgy's going to do. We've seen Edgy. We already know what he's capable of. But we haven't seen Star in a very long time. It's been it's been quite a while since you've seen Star. And he's just recently come back. And he's just recently brought back Star Andrews. I mean, he, he announced he was coming back in the teaser for Pillman Invitational 2. So, he's kind of a wild card. You really don't know what you're going to get from him. 
So it's, I think this is the toughest one for me to predict out of the entire, entire tournament. Um, and it, it could go a lot of ways. Of course, if Will Ospreay is to win, then he'll be able to pick his opponent for the heavyweight title. Um, which I think could be a very interesting route to go if that does end up happening. Uh, meanwhile, you have Star Andrews, who's just making his turn. This is his first match back. For Star Andrews, this is his first match back. So really, both guys need to win because Woodsford doesn't want to be known as the light heavyweight champion who went out in the first round in a tournament that's that's supposed to decide his next challenger. And of course, Star Andrews doesn't want to lose his first match back. So I think both guys are really going to put their all into these into their promos for it. But honestly, I'm. If you're an ASP, you know that I am known for making wild predictions. And it's not going to change here. I'm going to go with Star Andrews. He's a wild card. We don't know. No one really knows what to expect from him right now. And I think that's what's really going to help him. I, I think it's going to help him. I think it's going to benefit him. I think he's going to kill it in his promo. And he's going to show that he hasn't lost a step. And he's going to come back and he's going to defeat the BOTB lightweight champion, Will Ospreay, in his first match back. That's my prediction. Okay. Moving on to night two. Pimpin' Invitational semifinals. Of course, for my predictions, this will be Andrews versus Oliver. Okay. So, again, confidence is key. Tyson Oliver. If I don't believe I'm going to win, then I, I, there's no chance I'm going to win. That's really how I see it. If you don't believe in yourself, then no one else is. And that's, that is a very tough thing to say, but that's something I really do believe. That if you don't believe in yourself, then no one else will. Because if you don't think you're the best, then no one's going to believe you're the best. So, I am going to go Tyson Oliver here. Because, which I think I definitely can win, without doubt. Especially if my plan for my promo goes well. Stay tuned for that. Self-promotion, baby. Yeah. Uh, him would be proud. Then, next. Next semifinals match. Which, for me, that would be Nick Briscoe taking on Juice Mattinson. This one I'm having more trouble with. Juice is definitely an underdog here in this match. Maybe in the entire tournament, who knows? But I think there's a lot of underdogs. Um, I'm sure, there's a lot of people not expecting Ibrahim to come through. They're not expecting Juice to pull through. I'm sure they're not expecting. Yeah, they might not be expecting me to pull through. Who knows? But, and Stark and Wildcard. You never know. They're probably not expecting him to pull through. He's been an underdog himself. I'm going to go with Juice. Um, out of all the new rising stars to come through, Juice is probably the one that I've seen the most from who I actually think deserves the credit. It's not, okay. I'm not going to say that. Because there's a lot of new guys that have come through and they're great. Um, but it's just, it's hard for me to see all the hype around them. Considering that they're doing great things, but it's hard to see that when there's guys that have been doing the same things they're doing, but better. 
for years that just haven't gotten the same opportunities. It's that's how I feel about it, but Juice, I really do think that he's he's something special. And I think he's gonna pull through and make it to the finals. So my prediction here, Juice Madison. Next, Eric Turner versus Jordan Ridley. Jesus. The fan support for Jordan Ridley is insane. It's literally insane. <sighs> Eric Turner has been on and off. There's two different sides. There's one side, and I kind of feel like Eric Turner's lost it. And then there's another side, I feel like Eric Turner's at the top of his game. And then we want to get Jordan Ridley over here, who's been killing it with the strong and the fast. And has now got this sort of cult following about Eric Turner being poor. Uh, it's it's great. And again, I'm known for wild predictions. I'm gonna give it to Jordan Ridley. I think he's gonna pull off the upset. I think he's going to actually pull it out and defeat Eric Turner in what should be a great match. I think the two styles will clash very well. Because they're very similar, so very aggressive. I think it should work out very well. But I'm going to give it to Jordan Ridley. Next, BOTB Television Championship. Hangman Finn, the champion, taking on Jordan Owens. This is actually one I'm really looking forward to. Like, I'm really looking forward to. Now... See, the thing is, Finn, of course, has won the title in very controversial fashion at Luck of the Draw against Basuki Nakamura. And honestly, uh, Finn is great. Truly great. I think Heyman Finn is great. And it, this is a very tough match for me to predict. Jordan Owens has had a rocky road back to the top since losing Tyler Law back at Battlefield, I do believe. And this one could really go either way, honestly. But I do feel like Finn is going to pull it out and defeat Jordan Owens. And I love Jordan Owens, I really do. But Finn has had such a great year. He's been doing some amazing things, and I don't think it's going to change here. I think he's going to put out some of his best work to successfully retain the television championship here. And if he doesn't, well, then he just made me look like an idiot. So, Finn, um, no pressure, but if you lose, I'm coming for you. <laughs> and then here we go, the main event, the Pillman Division 2 finals, which by my predictions will be Tyson Oliver. Versus Juice Madison. It's pretty obvious what I'm going to go with. Tyson Oliver. Again, confidence is key. To be the best, you have to believe you're the best, or no one else will. And if I lose, I'm going to make sure I go down fighting. I'm going to make sure I try to pull out some of my best work. And I want everyone, to, everyone else to know this tournament that if you want to beat me, then you have to be. Then your best needs to be better than my best, because it's the only way I'm. I'm losing. If your best is better than my best, so 
and it's kind of looking at you know we'll just about pull up the underdog story and we'll or we'll Tyson Oliver move on from his former friend. Well, if I'm being honest with you, this is more than that for me. Um, when I have promos, I've been very vocal about how you don't need one company, Cortez Marshall Company, to be the best. And I, I really don't believe that. Because like, B2B's great. I think it's the best league um, overall. I think it's the best league we've ever had. But you don't need one league to be the best. And I want to prove that. And I plan on doing that here. Because I want every... And, and, and people are going to say in my, in my promo when I release it why I join BOTB when my current arc is that you don't need BOTB with Hassan Alvaro. It's part of his current arc is. And that'll be my first promo. I'll explain why. But this is more than just being Daniel Bennett for Tyson Alvaro. For Oliver, it's he wants to beat Bennett, but also he wants to prove everyone's ever doubted him wrong. He wants to show that BOTB isn't going to be what pushes him to the top. He's going to push himself to the top of BOTB. He wants to prove that you don't need BOTB. He wants to show that he doesn't need BOTB. BOTB needs him. So this is so much more for the Tyson Oliver character. And overall, I think, I do believe that I'm going to win. Confidence is key. If you don't have confidence, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it. So I completely 110% believe that I'm going to pull off the victory here and become the winner of the Pillman Invitational 2. And that's that. The those are my predictions for the Brian Pillman Invitational 2. Kind of a BOTB. Everyone should check it out. I want everyone to read every single promo. I have not, there's not doubt in my mind that the promos that are given to us are going to be fantastic. I think everyone's going to pull out some of their best work, and you should definitely go check out all of their promos. But then we move on to the next topic of the day my top five customs on Wrestling Amino, or just basically reps. So all of them are complete customs. But, <laughs> ooh, some things I think a lot of people agree with. Um, I think everyone should agree with most of these anyway. Probably even all of them. Now, for some reason for each one. Um, these are my overall favorites. Um, customs. Not my ones from the year. Because if it was just from this year, it'd be completely different. But, overall. Number one. Daniel Bennett. Um... Me and Dan, basically best friends, and we support each other through much everything on Amino. And I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. I really do. I mean, he's at the top of his game. He's doing great things. He's consistently putting out bangers. And the Daniel Bennett character is one of the best characters because it's, for one, it's consistent. I mean, even when he's a face or a heel, he still plays this pissed off character. And he can change it on a whim and make it seem so different. And it still seems like, okay, that's Daniel Bennett. And the character is amazing. It's, it's truly great. I love it. I don't think he gets enough credit 
for what he's able to do with Daniel Bennett. Because he can do some amazing things. He really can. Um, so again, promoting Danny Boy. <laughs> when will I ever stop? Moving on number two. Number two, um, it's, I'm sure this is one that everyone will agree with. But it's... That's the uh, Naito. Okay. So there's a little bit of bias here because Tetsuya Naito is in my top three favorite wrestlers currently. Um, just seeing Thad rep him, obviously, it's great. But Thad plays him so well. And I don't know if how many, I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this, because sh- surely you have. But in the current angle in Kojo Pro is. Tetsuya Naito against pretty much all Gajans and uh, Hinata Ryu. And you and he somehow made in a in a follow-up promo, just a follow-up promo, completely twisted the narrative of how he's just a scumbag and turned it all around and made you think, wow, he's actually making a lot of good points. And it really makes you think, like, is he really the heel here? Because he's doing all these heels tactics, but when you really think about it, he's making a lot of good points. And he completely twisted the narrative, and that's something that a lot of people can't do. And I, 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 sh- I hope everyone can, like, really think of that for a second. Because that's, that's incredible. It really is. It takes a lot of talent to do that. And not to mention the whole... He plays it so well. I mean... Tetsuya Naito is probably a pretty difficult character to pull off because he's very different from a lot of other wrestlers. But Thad pulls it off so well. He really does. And and Tetsuya Thad is my... Um, I do think he's promo artist of the year, wrestler of the year, whatever you want to say. Because he's been constantly putting out bangers and he's been winning all these matches, all these titles, and just been his absolute best. I mean, this is his year. I don't think anyone can den- deny him that. This is Thad's year. But that's Unito is someone who I think he has taken and just transitioned to a, to another whole level, to a whole other level. Um, and I, I do really enjoy the character, and I try to read, I try to read every promo. I usually can't get to all of them, but I try to read every promo I can because it's consistently great stuff. All right, number three, Max Evans. All right, here's the thing: I have followed Max Evans from start to present. And MT has had some of the most insane character development, some of the most perfect character development with Max Evans. He went from this lovable face, this underdog, to this sick and twisted son of a bitch. It's that simple. And he pulls everything at Max Evans so well. I mean, MT is like consistently one of the best at what he does. And he pulls everything off of Max Evans so well. I think a lot of people kind of avoid the fact that, or don't avoid it, but just don't realize the fact that he took Max Evans from being this lovable underdog who was seen as someone who couldn't get the job done to being this demented, insane lunatic. And it's not even just... Because let's be honest here, Max Evans, the character, is completely insane because he has another person living inside him. At least a voice, and that is insane. It's like a, it's really like another personality. I won't really say it's insane. It's like a mental disorder, really. It's more what it is, mental disorder, uh, multiple personalities. That's what it is. 
and and that's really great because he plays it off so well. We we like he seems insane, but if you really look at it in a more in depth level, it's not that he's insane. It's more that he just has a mental disorder. It's that he, everything he's been through has kind of messed up his mind and created this this persona that he has taken on. And it's great, and he plays it so well, and he's pulled everything off so well. The character development, the promos, it's all great. And then, okay, so we're moving on to number four now, and it's another MT custom, but it's a Kilmore. I love him, I really do, and I, I mean, I love MT, just MT in general. MT is considered one of the best promo artists ever. And I don't think I'm going to take that away from him. Even if you try, come at me. Um, and Akio Mori is probably his most well-known custom. And he's done amazing things with him. He's consistently... And I always... And he kind of has this more... Dark promo style. The more... Well, um, what's it called? More... I'm trying to get words out. This more dark promo style, this twisted promo style, this cryptic promo style, that's the word, cryptic, and, and a lot of people have tried to do it, you know, before and after MT, but I don't think anyone's done it as great as MT has done it with Akio Mori, and I always tell people that, like, that try to do the whole cryptic promo style and the dark promo style, I say, you should go look at MT's promos with Akio Mori, because that is your best bet for influence, because he is consistently the best at that promo style. Like past, present, and future, I think he's always going to be the best at it. And people should definitely look at him for inspiration for that type of promo stuff. That's what you're going for. Because again, MT is the probably one of, if not the best promo artist going. Um, and Akio Mori is definitely his most famous custom, and it's definitely probably one of his best, if not the best. And everything he puts out with him is incredible, and. The character is really something special because he can say these things like, wow, I don't understand any of that, but yet I understand it. I know that doesn't make any sense, but that's really how it is. And it's incredible how he's able to convey all of these meanings and these emotions without really saying anything that doesn't make any sense. But yet it still somehow does make sense. And even what I just said now doesn't make sense, but that's how, that's really how it, uh, Mori makes you feel. And it's great. So that was number four. So now we're moving on to number five. And there's actually a few people that I was uh, thinking about putting in a spot. I thought about Christopher Ryan. Um, I thought about JT Oakley. Uh, I thought about Dan Richards. Uh, Nick and Dee Briscoe, I thought about them. And I, I thought about Prince Cena. There were definitely a lot that I thought about... For number five, which I guess makes sense. Um, but overall, I think I came to a conclusion that I think a lot of people can agree on. And, <coughs> sorry. It was one of the names I just mentioned. Can you guess? Can you guess? Can you guess? Can you guess? Correct or incorrect? Who knows? I don't know what you're saying. It's not like I can hear what you're saying now. It's like a phone call. Um, but it was Nick and D. Briscoe. Um, Nick and D. Briscoe have been along for been around for so long. And really something 
But it's really there that they're basically the Briscoes. It's what Nick and Dee Briscoe, they're the Briscoes. But promos are very unique in the way they speak, in the way they pull everything off. And they're able to convey emotion and do in so many ways that a lot of people can't do. Because emotions are very hard to pull off in a promo. They really are. Um, I mean, as someone who's like tried it in his promos, it's very hard to pull off. Especially hard to pull off multiple emotions. But Nick and Dee have been able to do that. Especially Nick. And they've consistently been the best tag team going for years now. And even to this day, I think they're the best tag team around. I don't think anyone's going to pass down. I think there's definitely an opportunity to pass down. I think anyone can be, I think anyone can be beaten and anyone can be passed upon in that torch. But they're consistently been the best. And I think they're still the best. I think they'll be the best for, for a while. And they're def- it's, definitely some of, it's definitely some of the... They definitely put out some of the best promos ever. And the way they're able to convey all these styles. And then the characters are great. Because they're very different. They're very unique. But also at the same time being very grounded. Like these are real people. They feel like real people. And that's great in the character when they feel real. And they do feel real. These are people you can literally see on the, sh- just on the street. Or you know if you're in like, I don't know, Kansas. But they are, they do feel like real people. And that's great when you feel grounded. And you can, and you feel like you're able to relate to them, and, and that's great. So number five, the Briscoes, Nick and Dee Briscoe. <sighs> that was rough, boys. That was rough. It's great. I need to take a drink of my coke now. That's good. That is really, really good. I need another drink. Well. And just like that, I'm out of coke. All right. So, we predicted the BOTB Pillman Invitational 2 card. I've given you my top five current customs slash reps. Um, so, we move on to the final topic of the day. And originally... Um, I wasn't gonna do this. I even like had it written down here, but then I crossed it out. Um, I even said something completely different at the start of this. Um, but as the things went on, I got thinking, you know what? We should go and do it. Why the hell not? Um, well, no, I said the beginning, that's right. I did say the beginning. But no, I wasn't really going to talk about this. I actually had something else planned, but uh, but then I actually uh, crossed this out. But before this began, I was okay, we're going to do this. I did mention it. I did mention it. My bad. My mind. <laughs> but tell my current favorite league going, I do this. Let me start saying, I do this is my favorite league of all time. That goes to BOTB. All time, BOTB is my favorite league. It's the best. I think it's, well... Favorite, yeah, I said it. Because BOTB has been to me the best league overall. But as of right now, I think IWS is the best. And it's very ironic, because yeah, because Nick is probably both. But I love IWS. I think I've been very adamant about this. I love IWS, and I love what Nick has been able to put out with under the IWS brand and the IWS banner. And 
I mean, the stories that he's playing out are consistently great. They're top-notch. He's put out some classic matches, matches that, like, you can really start to think about. And he has a show going that was announced, was it, like, a month ago, I think? Maybe two months ago? Who knows? So, and eh, two months ago since it's too long, about a month ago, I think. And I'm still hyped for it. It doesn't happen with all leagues. I'm still hyped for this. It. the Mexico show. And he has probably one of the most anticipated main events ever booked, and that's Gavin Armstrong defending the IWS World's Heavyweight Championship against Rey Mysterio. Um, and I think it's going to be an absolute banger. I think Nick is going to pull off something truly magical with it. And IWS is one of the best. And let me explain to you my reasonings. First off, they have a roster that is so depth, and it's great because thing it's the entire roster. You really feel like they matter, and like everyone has a role. And you know, it doesn't feel like there's okay, this is a jobber, this is a mid card, and this is a main eventer. It really feels like every single one of these guys could be world's champion at some point. At least most of them, they're called comedy players, maybe not as much, but you really feel like they could be a champion at some point. And it's that depth, and it's this character depth, because they're all different characters, they all feel different, and it's really great. And I really, I really do enjoy how he's he's made all these characters himself and taken them and like really, of course not all of them, because there's some that's come from like people like uh, Squid Cabana, like that, such as that, Rey Mysterio, um, the Lucha Bros, for, for instance, but. The characters he's gotten are so depth, and the characters they have, how they how they feel, how they relate to things, and they all feel like they could be a champion, and that's really something great because they all feel like a big deal. Like you really think, wow, you should really look at this guy. This is a serious contender. He's a real competitor. He's a challenger, and and he's pulled that off really well. And he's made every single every single uh, character and every single wrestler he's got in IWS feel important. Then move on to my second reason. The stories. Um, he's got some of the best stories going. First off, Gavin Armstrong's reign. We can all agree that that's one of the best reigns going. I mean, it's incredible. He's consistently putting on fantastic matches. He's competing all over the world and all these different companies. And it's it's great to see. Because um, Gavin Armstrong, I, he's there's so much more to him. Because he, cause there's times where he feels like a fighting champion, so he's like, you really want to get behind him. There's other times where he's just a douchebag, um, and you want to hate him so much. And it's just that that character that he has, it works so well, and Nick has put it off so well. And Gavin Armstrong is probably one of my favorite customs going right now, and I love it. And I love his reign, and honestly, I don't want to see it end anytime soon. But it's it's definitely definitely great but then then we have another character um who i honestly want to see is probably who i want to see defeat gavin for the title marco santana and i feel like he's had one one of the bumpiest roads in iws um but i love his character i love him as a performer in iws i think he's great and he's had a, a very bumpy road as of late um, he's kind of had very ups and downs going through IWS lately, and I really like the stories being told with him. And he's kind of at his slowly getting to his lowest point, can't really bounce back completely. Kind of starts too, but then goes back down. 
and I really hope it, it ends off with a huge comeback for him. And if I had to pick anyone to beat Gavin for the title, it would be Marco Santana. I think the story you would play would be great. I think uh, the underdog story would be great. Um, Marco Santana winning the title would be great. Everything about it just feels like it would be magic. I, I love Marco Santana. He's consistently been great. I love his character, everything about him. And number three, you have who's probably my favorite character in IGS, my favorite customer, my favorite wrestler, Anthony Giuseppe. Anthony Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Great. Um, Anthony Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Okay. Anyway, Anthony is currently a dual champion. And he's, he somehow took a full 360 of his character. First of all, there was... I know in his, his last match where he uh, he won that Cruiserweight title. Um, the entire... There was times of match where, like, I really thought I was getting behind him. Because he, he played this whole... He had this heart. He showed this termination. And then he had to cheat to win. And it completely threw you off on him. And that's that's great how he's able to play with the emotions. But another reason why things are so great for us is because the way Aunt Nick is able to play with your emotions in matches. And it's, it's amazing. And I seriously love the character i love him as a whole and i hope one day he can move up to the main event scene um because i think he should i think he's already elevated the north the uh minibaker championship so much just by holding it because he's considered putting on great matches with it he's offending it like a champ and he's treating it like it's the biggest title in AWS, and that's perfect that's what i really want to see from a mccord champion treating like it's above the world's title it's great and i love every second of it and i love anthony but then we go into my third and final reason. That's why I think Ida is the best. Consistently putting on bangers. Um, this one isn't. This one is important, but probably not as important as the other two. But because a lot of leagues put on banger matches, but should not have the good story to it or the most depth for wrestlers, not really treat the rosters right how they should be treated. Um, so that's why I don't think it's as important as the other two, but it's still really important. And. The matches that Nick has wrote and been able to put out with Ivos have been consistently some of the best matches I've had the pleasure of reading. I mean, they're truly fantastic. I mean, I love every second of them. They've all been consistently great. And they don't... And he really, like... He knows how to work a card. He really knows how he needs to separate each match and not have one match overshadow the other, but also not have, like every match be a five-star match because a lot of leagues try to do they have a five, try to have a five-star match every match but pacing that's what it's all about and of course Nick knows pacing and he's run probably you know the best league ever in BOTB with Prince so he knows really what he's doing and the pacing is great and he and, but every match still feels like it's great and it's consistently putting out bangers and that's what you want to see you want to see a, show, a league doing all these great things playing all these great matches and he's, he's doing that with AWS and there's real others to it. There's all I say about it. You know, IWS, my favorite league going right now, has been for the last few months now. And I would say it continue for a long time. And I can't wait to see what Nick does from the Mexico show and beyond. IWS, I love Nick. It's great. He doesn't love Nick. Nick's funny as hell. But yeah, IWS is great. I love it. Um, but that's all. Um, those are three topics we're talking about. I hope everyone enjoyed. Which I don't think I'll probably talk really fast, really fast. I know I made a lot of space on speaking. Um, which is not, it's not really me being nervous, because that's just me naturally. 
um, just kind of from the situation I grew up in and the household I grew up in, it's just kind of, it happens also because of how my mind works. But if everyone enjoyed listening in here, I had a lot of fun doing this. Um, let me very forward to the next episode of whatever this will be named. Maybe I'll let you guys name it. Who knows? Um, but I hope everyone enjoyed listening in. Um, and if you ever want to be a guest, let me know. I love to have people on. And let me know anything else I should talk about that's wrestling me related. And that's all. Ciao.